From the studios of 97.1, the sports animal on the 55th floor of Cityplex Towers in Tulsa, Oklahoma, this is the Bedlam Podcast brought to you by Heartland College Sports. I am your host, Eric G. I am also the co-host of the Pat Jones Show on 97.1, the sports animal. I think we've established that that is in Tulsa. You can hear that every day from 11 to 2, and I would appreciate you checking out the show, and if you missed it, and you don't live in Tulsa, well, good news for you. Uh, We podcast every single show, so go to sportsanimalradio.com, listen to that podcast, as well as this podcast. You can also download our app, either through the Google Play or the Apple App Store, and you don't listen for me. You always listen for Pat Jones. The reason you listen for Pat Jones is because the man is an American treasure. Like today, he totally went off on the Oklahoma City Thunder, and you've got to hear what it sounds like when a 70-year-old, actually he's a little bit older than that, goes off on the NBA and on the Oklahoma City Thunder. It is must-listen-to radio, so I encourage you to check it out. And the reason I will die on the hill that he's an American treasure, not only did he coach at Oklahoma State for a long time, and he's certainly a treasure here, but the man has coached at Pitt, he's coached at Southern Methodist, he's coached at Arkansas, plus a stint with the Raiders and the Dolphins, so... There you go. All right, enough about my co-host, as great as he is. I do want to tell you what's coming up on today's show. We will hear from Patty Gasso, the women's softball coach at Oklahoma, as she speaks for every single college coach in America about the NIL. We will also talk about Mike Boynton, and I'll tell you why. He's not going to be the next head coach at South Carolina, but why he should consider it. Also, if you're an Oklahoma State fan, I'll tell you why you can never expect to have a whole lot of depth on the offensive line. But as we record tonight, there is news going down in Cleveland, or is it Austin, Texas? I don't know, wherever Baker Mayfield is hanging out. And if you're a Baker Mayfield fan, well, there's only one place you really want him to go, and that is Seattle. You might be thinking Indianapolis. You might think Detroit. First of all, good God, you've been in Cleveland. Stay the hell away from Detroit. But if you can go to Seattle, you're a perfect fit for that system that Pete Carroll runs. Think about Russell Wilson, okay? Russell Wilson was a third-round draft pick that far exceeded expectations. How did the Seattle Seahawks win a Super Bowl? They relied on the run with Marshawn Lynch, and they had one of the biggest, baddest defenses in the NFL at the time. Russell Wilson didn't have to put the ball in the air a lot in many games, And when you needed him to be clutch, he was. That's who Baker Mayfield is. And with a guy like Pete Carroll at the helm, coaching him, believing in him, Pete Carroll, who is as solid as you can possibly get, even though he's up there in age and may retire from the NFL soon, this is a great fit for him. That's what you want for Baker Mayfield. And if you're asking me, you're like, look, dude, this is an OU podcast. I want to hear about Dylan Gabriel. Well, A, spring practice hasn't started yet. So, I mean, look, I can break down uh, Dylan Gabriel 15 different ways. Until spring starts, we don't know how the guy is going to work in Jeff Levy's offense, although we have a pretty good idea of how he's going to work. We just haven't seen it yet. But the reason I talk about Baker Mayfield so much is during my almost 50 years on the planet, okay, And all that time, being a diehard OU fan, I have never seen two players more beloved by OU fans than Brian Bosworth and Baker Mayfield. 
And it's not to say that Joe Washington didn't have his followers, followers or Billy Sims or Leroy Selman or Adrian Peterson, you know, any of the great OU players that have come along. But the reason Baker Mayfield means so much to OU fans, and I want you to think about this because you know an OU fan like this. And at one time, if you're like me, you were this OU fan. You see things through crimson colored glasses. You honestly believe that every other fan base hates OU. It's that us against the world mentality. And when OU wins, we love nothing more than to tell people just how awesome OU is. Well, that's Baker Mayfield in a nutshell. And so many fans feel like he represents them. In fact, that legend has been played up. Okay, there's this narrative out there about Lincoln Riley, about how he took quarterbacks who nobody wanted and ended up making them better. Well, Baker Mayfield was going to get a scholarship at Texas Tech. Cliff Kingsbury told us that. Baker Mayfield shunned that because he wanted to play at OU and was willing to walk on and do it. Everybody knew he had the talent to be a scholarship player, but he had to walk on, had to earn his spot, and for that, OU fans will always love him. And there was this time that I thought, well, maybe OU fans like the guy or want to see him be successful in the NFL because of the residual effects. He's successful in the NFL as a first-round pick. Well, then all of a sudden, you're going to have access to all these other five-star quarterbacks. Well, I think OU fans will learn as long as Lincoln Riley's here and the Heismans are flowing, five-star quarterbacks are just going to be beaten down the door. I know Baker Mayfield wasn't a five-star quarterback. You can correct me later on that one. But you'll you'll see them beating down the door. With Jeff Lebby here as the offensive coordinator, you're still going to have really good quarterbacks beating down the door. So fans knew that, but the emotional attachment to Baker Mayfield will always be there. And even though you have some talk show hosts in Oklahoma City complaining about it, the crotch-grabbing incident with, <laughs> with Kansas probably only neared and endeared him to more OU fans' hearts. And the whole deal that, that went down in Arkansas with him running away from the police, the only thing that made most of us mad about that is, dude, you're a Heisman-winning quarterback. I mean, at the time you weren't. You were a Heisman-winning quarterback. Uh, shouldn't you be able to outrun a cop that has about, I don't know, 40 pounds on you and you couldn't do it that night? Even drunk, I expected a better performance from Baker Mayfield that night. And as far as clutch goes, I want to hit back and touch on this. I want to circle back to that real quick. Remember what happened. Remember the pass to Dimitri Flowers, Waco. The year before he won the Heisman, how big that moment was in the red zone. If you need him to win a game, he can. And nobody in the NFL permeates confidence the way the Baker Mayfield does. All right, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers do, and Baker Mayfield needs to have his NFL confidence built up. But it's there. And you get him with a guy like Pete Carroll, that's a home run. Figure out a way to make it happen. Patty Gasso visited with our um, the show that's on before ours. I was about to say our morning show, but it's, it's our pre-midday show. Uh, Hoover and Mays with the very talented Sam Mays and John Hoover, a very talented writer and talk show host in his own right. And she talked about the NIL. This was the most compelling thing that she had to say. And the reason it was the most compelling is because Patty speaks for every single coach in college sports when she says this. This isn't just my team. I think every coach is kind of feeling the same situation. If I'm 18 years old and somebody comes, me and said, okay, I'm going to give you $20,000, but I need um, five posts a week. 
on your social media. I need you to do a video. I need you to do this. I need you to do that. And all these expectations. And some of these uh, athletes have agents. Some of their parents are their agents who are not trained to be agents. (laughs) Some of them are just doing it on their own. And how are you balancing that with your academics? How are you balancing that with sleep? How are you time management and so forth? So the NIL is so screwed up right now. One, if you don't have a parent that has a financial background, okay, or they've managed talent, and if they're not, I don't know, if they're not a CPA, if, if they don't do investments for people, you don't want them handling your business. You need somebody with that kind of background. Look, I love, absolutely love my dad, but there's no way I would trust him to do my money because he doesn't have that background. Not that he's not smart, but I want somebody that's been in that field. And very few athletes are going to get the opportunity like Caleb Williams to be represented by agencies like CAA. You know, most of your softball talent people like that are going to be represented by small agencies or as the athletic pointed out in a recent article, a lot of these NIL deals are nothing more than trade. What we in radio call trade, which means, I don't know, you'll, you'll tweet something, which means you'll tweet something out. You'll tweet something out. You'll take a picture of yourself, you know, eating a particular brand of food like Raising Cane's or something like that. And then there's advertising. And what they will do for that is they will comp you. They'll comp you all the food you want, feed you once a week, whatever. But the problem with that, the issue is that who is your target audience? Because most older people, endorsements don't work unless it comes from a trusted voice. Radio endorsements work great. I, I, and obviously, I, you know, you get a guy like Shaq to endorse the general, they must work too. But I've seen radio endorsements work first firsthand not so much for me, but from other people that I've worked with because they feel like a trusted voice. And if you're in college, you think, okay, well, I'm going to you know, send out this picture of, you know, insert OU football player here, and people are just going to rush to come to my restaurant. No, college kids, you know, being in college, going to OU, being in a fraternity, we always wanted to go where the Kappas went. We always wanted to go where the Alpha Fees or the DGs were. We wanted to hang out there. We weren't going to hang out with OU football players. So I'm not sure that many of these clients are getting their mileage. Maybe they are, but it's hard for me to really see that. The other thing, as Patty Gasso points out, it's a big constraint on time. Liz, I think all of this is creating just a lot of pressure, a little bit of anxiety, a lot of time crunching that they're not used to. Um, and I'm not, again, I'm not speaking on all of my athletes. I, like, I, I don't know the extent of what they have and what they're working with. But any athlete that's in this situation who's young, this is a whole new level of, wow, look at all this money I'm making. But how do I do this and handle all of my business? I think that's what could be struggling some of these athletes. And that is one of the big-time major issues that you have here is that coaches know they can't get involved. They know they want athletes to be working on their game, going going to class, studying, doing whatever they have to do to get through college. And when you're in business, people have demands on your time. So whether it's tweet at this certain time, show up for this commercial, show up to this particular place for a signing, you have to do that. 
And most college kids just don't have the don't have the time management skills to really navigate all this. That's why somebody needs to be in charge. Now, my co-host feels like it's going to blow up. I think it's already blown up. It's just a matter of the NCAA listening to coaches and being able to walk that back at some point. You're listening to the Bedlam Podcast, courtesy of Heartland College Sports. I'm Eric G. Coming up next, why Mike Boynton won't be the next head coach at South Carolina. Hey, college basketball fans, we've got a great deal right now with our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers right now can bet $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. So go bet your favorite team right now and get in, by the way. And even if Sportsbook is not available in your state yet, you can still join the College Hoops action with DraftKings Pools. Yeah, everyone can play free pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000. Simply join a pool, answer the question like, who will make it to the next round, who will hit the most three-pointers, and then track your results. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use our promo code HCS. That's HCS and bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with our promo code HCS this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Sure, by now you have heard all the rumors about Mike Boynton being connected to the South Carolina job, right? I think I call it USC. Well, it's the real USC, all right? Southern California is not the real USC. It's, it's South Carolina. And look, Mike Boynton played there. Um, he's got a connection to Eddie Fogler, who's his former coach. Fogler's a guy that advises colleges on who to hire. As of now, according to a guest that uh, we had, Chris Clark from Gamecock Central, Fogler doesn't seem to be involved with the South Carolina search. It seemed he's more involved with the Missouri search, but sure, if South Carolina wanted a former coach to get involved, they could get him. For the problem with South Carolina getting Mike Boyden is that he has a $13.5 million buyout, which right now is too rich for their blood. It won't be in a few years, but right now it probably backs them off. And if and I would sit here and tell you that Oklahoma State is a better job than South Carolina from a basketball standpoint right now, today, St. Patrick's Day, March 17th, or whenever you're listening to this podcast, March 22nd, of 2000 of 2022 or 2022 it is a better job it won't be in the future and the reason why is there was a study uh put out by navigate and navigate took into account expansion in the SEC expansion in the college football playoff historically financial growth from conferences and broke down what every individual school in the power 5 conferences will make from this year until 2029 and in 2022, SEC schools are going to make $14 million more than Big 12, uh, $3 million less than the Big 10, um, about $20 million more than, than the Pac-12, and $24 million more than the ACC. All right, so that's not too bad. However, as this goes on, the SEC will jump ahead of the Big 10. Starting in 2026, where they'll make $10 million more than the Big 10, and 50 million more or close to 50 million more than the Big 12. 
And in 2029, the estimated payout for each individual SEC school is $105 million. One, this is the reason why Oklahoma and Texas are going to leave even if the conference, even if the college football playoff doesn't expand. They're going to leave because of this money. But what this does for a basketball program like South Carolina is with that kind of payoff for football, this now gets you to pump more money into that basketball program, into your workout facilities, into recruiting, into everything else. And while Oklahoma State still has the allure of GIA, which is one of the worst places to play if you're if you're a foe, but a great place to go watch a basketball game uh, because in its heyday, it certainly can get loud. You can do stuff with that at South Carolina that you can't at Oklahoma State. So guys like Mike Boynton, which may not have considered moving to a school like that before in the future are going to be more compelled to go to the SEC and go to the Big Ten, even if you feel like you've got a better job now that kind of money, the money that they can not only pay their staff, pay, pay the head coach, pay the staff, do with facilities, it's just going to be too much to overcome. And even though this new Big 12 is going to be great for Oklahoma State, as far as being able to win conference championships, in the end, it's just going to cause more of a dividing line than than was before. That's just the way that it's going to be. So if you're Oklahoma State – Wipe the sweat off your brow. You don't have to worry about losing Mike Boynton now, but in the future, guys like that, even with astronomical buyouts, schools from the Southeastern Conference and the Big Ten won't have to blink twice about it. Uh, Oklahoma State's offensive line. It's a big question every year. Uh, When they go into spring, when they go into fall, uh, it seems like they've got the starting five set. You've got a little issues on depth, and and you lost five guys out of this unit. Not from the starting unit at all, but you've lost five guys from this position group. Uh, One guy in Josh Shields is going pro. you got another guy that graduated. A few others have decided to transfer. And that's one, that's just the way of college football. But two, if you, not since the Warhogs. You've got to go back to Barry Sanders' days. I don't think you can say Oklahoma State's had a great, I mean a great offensive line. And even Pat Jones will tell you the Warhogs weren't necessarily great. They were just really good. The problem with Oklahoma State and really offensive line in general is those dudes aren't walking down the street. And sometimes you're forced to take guys just because of their size. Maybe they don't have the best feet. Maybe they're not great. Maybe they don't have great balance or great technique. You coach them up as much as possible, but you're in a situation where For OSU, you've almost got to run it like the NFL where you've got five starters that you pretty much believe in solidly and then two or three guys behind those starters that if you're lucky, they can play multiple positions in a pinch. Um, Only schools really like Alabama, uh, Oklahoma, your blue blood schools are going to be able to build any depth on the offensive line. And I think even if you looked at OU's offensive line last year, you consider that depth a little bit shaky. But that's just one area that you're going to have to to worry about every year if you're OSU. And we talked about Shane Illingsworth last week, or Illingsworth leaving. How important it is to keep Spencer Sanders healthy. Well, if the offensive line progresses this year the way it did last, you're looking at that first month of the season, you're going through some growing pains, which puts a lot more pressure on Spencer Sanders to not only win with his legs, but also you're holding your breath, just making sure or hoping that this guy 
doesn't get hurt. That'll wrap it up for this week. We will be back next week. We'll record on Tuesday, so hopefully we'll have it out then. Uh, maybe we'll be getting it out Wednesday. We're trying to get things out in the middle of the week. And if you've got any suggestions, hey, do me a favor. Send them my way at G-E-E-H-S-O. Like, subscribe, do all that stuff. Thanks to Pete Mundo for allowing me to do this. But most of all, thank you for listening. May God bless you and your family. As the great Jackie Moon always says, everybody love everybody. And to quote Tom Petty, the waiting is the hardest part.